Mom and Pop My parents, Lucas and Felicia Duke, had both spent lifetimes being naturally beautiful. When they woke up, after they got out of the pool, it didn't matter. Effortless chic followed them wherever they went. An honest assessment would put me at less than average looking with little to no chic, which had to be a constant source of shock for my parents. Despite this genetic setback, they loved me, but also had my intelligence tested several times just in case my good looks had been sacrificed for some other extraordinary trait, differentiating me from the other children. There had to be something that would warrant a snappy introduction like, this is our son Parker, he's off the charts in reading comprehension, instead of, this is Parker, our youngest. Bo had inherited my parents' fabulous looks, so no further testing was required. He was set for life. It sucked that I had to take all those tests, but it was totally worth it. After my parents were told I wasn't a genius, repeatedly, they pretty much stopped expecting anything from me, and low expectations fit my stress tolerance perfectly. Any visit with my parents started at the Chevron gas station in the heart of our neighborhood. Dad's secretary, Miss D, was a wonderful woman who worked behind the counter full-time as her real job. My father had never not had a secretary, so he worked out a deal with Miss D and her boss, Nur, for her to keep his calendar and take his calls. In exchange for a nominal monthly fee, Miss D would book his appointments if he ever had any, and he would check every morning when he picked up his paper. How are you, Miss D? Well, well, well. Hello, Mr. Parker. I'm doing fine, just fine. Thanks for asking. Is this all, or do you need to see your daddy? I do. Does he have anything available this afternoon? I was hoping to go over there right now. You can't. Mr. Parker, what are you planning on doing with all this? Miss D was looking at the counter. It was an obscene aggregation of powerful gas station medicine. Viverin, Monster energy drinks, several little Debbie cosmic brownies, and all the handicap hot fries they had left. I'm not planning on sleeping anytime soon, that's for sure. Miss D. harumphed. Mr. Parker, your daddy told me you sold your company. He told me you were rich now, a self-made man. He was walking on air. It was nice to hear. Well, I didn't sell a company, but close to that, I'm going to be a writer. I had no idea where it came from, but it felt fun to say. Nothing really mattered anymore. Why not? The smile left Miss D's face. Have you told your daddy that? No. Why? Sounds like a mistake. I smiled. Did you say he had anything open today, Miss D? I told you. You can't, Mr. Parker. He has the rest of the day cleared for your mother. I knew what that meant and what I'd have to do. My mouth started a pre-vomit watering. I quickly handed her a $100 bill. Thanks, Miss D. Keep the change. My mom and dad, both in their late 50s, were stealth sex fiends. Perfectly normal on the outside, sexy dirty on the inside. There is a cabinet in my father's office that contains over 30 years of them bumping uglies on video. Innocent titles tell of the locations, but not necessarily the content. Grand Canyon, 76, Bahamas, 82, Lake Tahoe, 84. God help anyone that mistakes those tapes for family movies. Bo and I have an unwritten rule to never discuss the cabinet or its contents, but we both know it's there. I won't go into my father's office and Bo won't go into their house. 
I climbed the steps up to their front door and knocked. I was excited I'd get to see them again and say goodbye, something I thought impossible while sitting on Dusty and Peach's cliff. Parker boy, did you make an appointment? My father opened the front door in his bathrobe. I could tell they'd been smoking up a storm from the dank-smelling, bluish cloud of pot smoke that floated out the open door past me and down to the street. If Lucas Duke were an animal, he'd be a lion. He was a perpetual magazine ad. His tan was fresh and his blonde hair sparkled in the sun. He looked more and more like a younger version of Gramps, just as beautiful, although not as smart, which I always thought was the weed. I did. She told me you were busy, but I have some bad news, and I wanted to talk to you and Mom really quick. I'm sorry, son. We aren't available right this minute, although I hear a celebration is in order. Would you like to book dinner tonight? Did you ask Miss D for my availability? It was then I noticed the bulge in his robe. He had a boner. My father had somehow, unfortunately, come under the false notion that boners were natural and shouldn't be discouraged or hidden when they show up. Instead of giving him hell, Mom thinks it's hilarious, which doesn't help anything. I took a step back and pointed to Dad's little angry soldier. I swear, this isn't sex-related. I just woke up. It's morning wood. I have to pee, he said, pointing to his boner. Your mother and I haven't even started up yet. I dove towards the nearest railing and hurled into the bushes. You need to see a shrink about that, Parker. You can't keep throwing up every time you see a boner. It's natural. I'm not sure I have a choice, Dad. I think I might be allergic to something around here. Overt parental sex, maybe? Dad, Margot is dead. Oh, son. Dad. I jumped back like a good dad. He had come in for a hug. He looked confused until I pointed, again, to his morning wood. She was cheating on me, and her lover shot her. That skanky bitch. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. Listen, I'm leaving Atlanta tonight. I don't want to be around here after everyone finds out. I'd like to avoid the embarrassment. You're leaving? Parker, you didn't. I would understand, I guess, if... Jesus, Dad, no. I would have loved to have told him the entire truth, but I knew I couldn't. I didn't kill her, nor would I want to, for cheating on me. Would you understand it if Mom killed you for cheating on her? Oh, yeah, sure. Honestly, there were several times when I thought your mother was going to kill me. There was an awkward silence as we both replayed a couple of those near-death experiences in our minds. Dad seemed happy to move on. So where are you going? Michigan. Michigan? Where? Saga talk? Yes. I didn't want to offer any more information. Going to the beach, huh? Just like his boner, he knew something was up. I wasn't one to go to the beach. I pointed to Dad's boner and said, Do you need to pee? I can wait. Seriously. Parker, Parker, Parker. Don't be immature. This is natural. It can wait. You don't get these? I do get them, but after I pee, they go down. That's the goal I'm after here, to talk to you without a boner. I remember Sarah. She was lovely. Is she single? How in the world did he make that connection? She's married with kids. So you are going to see her. I knew it. I hated that I was so annoyed with Dad the last time I would see him. 
Instead of cat and mouse games, I decided to tell him the truth. Why not? Yes, but no. I need to get away from Atlanta. Saugatuck is a beautiful place, far away from here, and while I'm there, I can check up on Sarah and see what she's done with her life in the least creepy way possible. Something I've wanted to do for a while. She was the one that got away, wasn't she? It looked like he understood. Yes, it felt cathartic to tell him. Sounds like a little girl rebound move to me, but my philandering wife didn't just get shot dead by her lover. That's got to be tough. Listen, don't freak out. Margot was beautiful, but let me tell you something, Parker, and you've probably heard this from me a hundred times before. For every beautiful woman you see, there's a guy out there that's tired of fucking her. Hi, Mom, I said. Dad's eyes became the size of pancakes. She was standing behind him. What did you just say? She asked. Margot is dead, Mom, I said abruptly, saving my old man's ass. Oh, honey, she launched herself on me, and I was thankful for the hug and thankful that women didn't get boners. She was cheating on him, and her psycho lover killed her. Dad added from the background, a real empath. Mom was crying. She held me at arm's length. I knew she was a whore. Yep, I shrugged. By that point, I wasn't upset about Margot's death anymore. I had almost died at the hands of Dusty and Peaches. Funny how that'll change your outlook. Piper had disappeared into the house after my dad opened the door. I thought nothing of it until she came back out with a dildo in her mouth. She sat eagerly in front of me, waiting for me to grab the huge vein-covered penis and chuck it. I would have, too, for fun, except it was my parents' vein-covered penis. I threw up all over the other side of the porch. Oh, Piper, bad girl. She's worse than Landon. Did you hear what that boy did? Mom grabbed the sex toy from Piper's mouth and hid it behind her back. Piper, realizing a game of large, veined dildo fetch was not in the cards, found a spot in the ivy next to the porch and went to sleep. Bo told me this morning. Dad started cracking up, his boner still going strong. I love that little guy. I've always been a big shoe guy myself, so I don't know that his dad can take all the credit. Lucas, watch yourself. Mom started cracking up, having finally noticed Dad's boner. I've got plans for that. I hurled yet again, nearly missing Piper. Please, you two. Stop, I begged from over the railing. It's natural, Parker, Dad insisted. Hey, guess what? Parker is leaving tonight to see his old girlfriend from Purdue. Oh, Parker, I loved her. Sarah, that sounds rash. Have you thought this over? That's what I said, my father announced, proud of his rare parenting moment. It would be rash if we weren't about to die, but I couldn't tell Mom either. Dad's making it into a bigger deal than it is. It wasn't worth correcting or even answering more than that. I looked at them both, understanding this would be the last time I saw them. I knew they wouldn't come to Michigan. Professions of love weren't exactly commonplace among the Dukes. This was unknown territory. I think you guys have been the best parents a guy could ask for, and I love you both very much. My mother gave me a big hug, successfully shielding me from Dad's boner. Oh, sweetie, we love you too, Parker. Both she and Dad were tearing up. Would it be okay if Chewie came with me for a couple days? I'll keep him out of trouble. 
They looked at each other with wild eyes and said in unison, Yes! I started tearing up as my mother hugged me again. I could feel the dildo on my back, but I didn't care. Dad came in for a group hug, but we were both able to hold him and his little soldier at a safe distance. I walked back down the stairs to the street and let Piper in the car. After I closed the door behind her, I looked up again. Mom and Dad were still standing there, smiling. Parker, I'm proud of you, son. You earned that car. I didn't know what to say. How do you say goodbye to your parents for the last time? Thanks, Pop, was all I could muster, hoping they hadn't heard my voice crack. Tears filled my eyes as I watched my parents take their penises inside.